Greetings, my excellent friends, and welcome back to the San Dimas School of Film Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Oh, wow. Join us on the most excellent venture through time as we discuss all all genres genres of of film. film. My name is Tim. Tim. With me, as always, is Al, Al, Brad, and Julian. How are you? Good. Hey. Longevity. We have a listener episode. We do. Thank you, listeners. Andrew Wagstaff is... Taking control of the booth. Thank um, you, back to 2004 uh, to watch the Pixar adventure film. We'll call it Adventure. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Incredibles. Brilliant. Let's get started. Hit the booth, Jules. Gentlemen, we're history. It's okay. It's still going. It's a bit in um, Rick and Morty when uh, um, Jerry's standing there and the wind goes. Great stuff. Uh, On that note. 2004. Fantastic year. And I know it was a fantastic year because Brad's about to say why it was a fantastic year. It's time for (gasps) History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. (laughs) That was nice. That was good. We were almost in tune then. That's probably the best one yet. I think you said you said that a couple of times. So, no, I feel no, like, no, no. but the, the beauty better. is, they is that better. we are we are in like we're stepping up our game, man. We're bringing it, you know. So get on with it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Two thousand and four. I don't think we've been here before. No, we've been oh, inside. So. I think. 02 and 05. Sure. Anyway, we haven't sure. done that many. Yeah, new except movies, you missed two thousand three. But that's all right. Hey? Whatever. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Blown my mind. Anyway, <laughs> that's fine. Um, all right, this film went for one hour and fifty-five, or one hundred and fifteen minutes, if you prefer, and not our normal aspect ratio. <gasps> oh, I need, need a dramatic hat. music cue. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. It's a bombshell. Uh, one point three three to one. This one, which is three three one point three three to one. Maybe three five. I don't, maybe it's I haven't. In any <laughs> respect. Um, so either a three or a five. One point three, five or three. Whatever. One point three five to one point three three. It's not uh, one point eight five to one. So, so I feel like it's a, it, one eight five. I feel like it's a bit taller. Sure. Anyway. Anyway. Um, uh, in our previous episode, uh, John Howard was the uh, Prime Minister of Australia and George Bush was the President of the USA. Well, hey, guess what? In 2004, John Howard was still the Prime Minister of Australia and George Bush was still the President of the USA, other than it was a different George Bush. Um, but uh, And just on a hilarity note, uh, Sergio Bellasconi was the uh, President of Italy. Uh, bunga bunga. Um, all right. In, uh, in Canada, this was called... Uh, Les Incroyables, uh, but in France it was part called. Of yeah, well, in a small part of Canada it was <laughs> called that, and uh, in France, which apparently speaks the same language, even though we all know it's not, um, it was called something completely different. So it was called uh, Les Indestructibles. Mm. Wow! And Jules picked this up earlier. Oh. Uh, I've uh, we're back to our good old mates in Bulgaria again, <laughs> and I'm not going to try and I'll spell it out again. So there's 
What was that symbol that you said it was? Well, or? it looks like the phase symbol for yeah. power for three phase. So but it's, it's a not. it's a circle with a line through it. E H O. So it's zero. Well, <laughs> no, no, it's not that. Kind it looks of like zero. Saturn on its side. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that E H more like M E H, like an at symbol. Um, what are we? What are we doing? Backwards N T E. We have listeners. We, <laughs> well, like, we did. I just want someone to tell I me like what it. this like. If, if if anyone out there speaks Bulgarian, <laughs> I'm please. All for it. We need to do. I'm, it. I'm to... trying not to be offensive. I'm just. Well, no, sorry, I am. I am trying to be. Offensive. Well, you're appealing to the Bulgarian. Well, market. exactly to yeah. our Bulgarian listeners. Even though you're not actually, you're just spelling it in English, which means nothing <laughs> to Bulgaria. Probably yeah. Bulgaria at all. So. Uh huh. Um, all right, uh, uh, and uh, let's get back on to uh, actual 2004. Uh, Lance Armstrong cheated his way to his uh, sixth uh, Tour de France. Uh, Facebook was launched at uh, Harvard. Uh, Google was floated publicly. Stolen. On- <laughs> Stolen, yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, it was floated publicly on the market and overnight made $1.67 billion. Um, and uh, Taipei 101, which at the time was the world's tallest building, I think, is it still the world's tallest building? Taipei 101? What about the one that Tom Cruise jumps off? Is I would have thought it would be in... Oh, uh, okay. I, I feel like it's one of the ones in um, oh, like Abu no, that, Dhabi or something. Yeah, yeah. No, this was only like 550 metres and that one in Abu Dhabi is like a K Huge. or something. Isn't it? Yeah, it's stupid. Ridiculous. Um, planes fly round it versus over That's it. That's the yeah. one Tom Cruise um, was hanging out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. No, in no, Dubai. no. There's, there's the Dubai. Another, there's another Mission Impossible film that... They're in at Taipei 101. Mission Impossible he, he, 63. He jumps off it. There's about there more? to be six. So there's, they're catching up to Fast and the Furious. Basically. Yeah. Six is when it gets good, right? Or is it five? I don't know. Ghost Protocol was pretty good. Yeah, I don't remember it. Oh, Jules is leaving. Yep. See you, Jules. Oh, is it? He's had a... Oh, would you just... He's, he's being summoned. That's all right. Um, big films of 04 were Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban, Shrek 2, The Aviator, Ocean's 12... The Day After Tomorrow's, I've got written here, so I'm guessing that's The Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> um, Oscars were Lord of the Rings, Return of the Jedi. I mean, um, King. Return of the King. Um, and Charlize Theron for Monster and Sean Penn for Mystic River. If I were Sean Penn, I would fly. <laughs> if I were Sean Penn, I would fly to the sky. I would never look back. I could never do that. If I were Sean Penn, was Sean Penn. What on earth is that? <laughs> it's just from Rove. Oh, right. Old, old Rove. Yeah. Wow, I forgot about that show. Anyway. <laughs> What's he doing now? Uh, he's back on telly. I think he's he's on the one of those like project shows. Is that what it's called? Uh, the project yeah. or something? And he does, he does some podcasting and... Does he? Yeah, yeah, okay. Maybe we should get him on. Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's give just him a buzz, get him on. Give yeah. him a buzz. Yeah, I'll just call him up. I've got <laughs> his number here, of course. <laughs> yeah, anyone else you want me to contact while I'm while we're, I'm in the phone? Well, we just mentioned Charlize Theron. If you want to get her in. I'll get Keanu. Yeah. We're we're still waiting on Tom Hanks. I think we've invited Tom Hanks onto the show, haven't we? we? Like on one of the shows, we actually said if Tom Hanks is is here, can we all know these these stars are avid listeners to the San Diego School. Well, I also know that Tom Hanks is if he finds out that we've actually invited him, he's very likely to actually go, Hey fellas, I'm in Melbourne. Let's go. Really? He does shit like that. Tom Hanks, would you like He's to like come Phil on Murray. board with our show? He does stuff. He turns up to people's like 21st and stuff for the just random invitations and he just goes, right. hey, I'm not doing anything. Fuck it. Let's go. That's awesome. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> All right, the Incredibles. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start this off. Let's go. Wow. First Pixar movie too. That's good. 
Yeah, for us. Oh, our yeah, for us. Yeah, sorry. I was say, it wasn't the first. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's not <laughs> the first not Pixar the first. movie. Yeah. What was the first? Is that uh, one of the Toy Stories? Well, Toy Story. That, that a bit of short, few short Yeah, films. I think the first feature was Toy Story, yeah. 90, right. 95. Uh, I think in one of my histories with Brad, I mentioned that they were invented, they uh, started, and it was well before that we actually knew of them. Yeah. Boy. yeah. Well, they, they were like just, is Pixar specifically an animation development company that, like, are they a production company? What is Pixar? Yeah, they're a studio. That's yeah, a studio. They've okay. since been bought by Disney. Mm. Right. So they weren't part of Disney back then. Yeah, okay. Not, was it, not was until... It? Wally? Yeah, Up. Oh, Wally. One Maybe of them. Up. One of them. Because well, I feel like Apple or Steve Jobs had a hand in Pixar. Is that... Don't know. Hmm. I feel Maybe, like it's yeah. a Steve Jobs Some, thing. Something like he started. Something's Pixar. ringing a bell there. I yeah. don't yeah, know it was if like that's one of right. His, is it one of his good mates or something? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. One of our no, avid right. listeners right. can write in and let us know. No, you're right. There's a connection there. I don't know. There is someone there. <laughs> the yeah, ever informed send him a school film <laughs> yeah. strikes again. Well, I suppose our <laughs> podcast is more about the movie oh, yeah. as opposed to the, the studio. <laughs> I guess they're connected somehow. I like the start. So it's a good strong start with that. You know, it's a it's. The old Look, footage. We do love a good aspect ratio chat. Yes. It's, uh, you know, standard 4.3, mm-hmm. deaf, um, grainy interviews when they were, you know, younger. The, the glory days. In the 50s. But it's, it's so funny. Yeah, because you get this, like, I love it because the whole movie gives you that uh, that feeling of it being you know, classic 1950s, 1960s kind of superhero thing. But the reality is the whole thing's set... Like you know, in the two thousand four present day kind of thing. Yeah. yeah so these kind of, the glory days it's, were it's, really the late nineties. It's it's set mm. in a timeless era though, because it, well, to me it seems like yeah, there's technology and stuff, but everyone's still driving older cars. Yeah. yeah. So it's set in a fictional time, and the the bit that the, we get started with is just earlier in that fictional yeah. time. Yeah. The style of this film is so beautiful. Oh, it's great. It. So just, much gold in this film. I could put all this art. Up yeah. on the walls, oh, yeah. and it's just glorious. It's kind of like an Art Deco-ish type mm-hmm. vibe to it. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. Did I see this at the cinemas with you? Probably. Yeah. 2004. Because there's one scene awesome. in this that it, it, on my telly at home that oh, I haven't seen it in a while, but it brought back memories of seeing it at the cinemas. And I remember, I think, I'm pretty sure I saw it with you because I turned to you and you just looked at me and went, oh, <laughs> and <laughs> almost with like this massive heart on. What was it? <laughs> what was the scene? And I think we both sort of looked at each other and went, that was that absolutely was cool. fucking awesome. Oh, that was cool. It's yeah. the scene where you turn up at um, Syndrome's lair and it's the wall of lava. Yeah. yeah. And just to see that on the big screen sitting close to the front was like, that is amazing yeah. animation right that's so good because so I mean, this good. was super cutting edge and it's like you, you look back to Toy Story and obviously that was revolutionary in the animation but you know like you can see you look back on Toy Story now and you're like oh, the animation's good but it's not it's not like incredible it's but, the, but that's these, the same as today this goes back to the evolution of water in Pixar yeah these early ones like these the you know from till about Cars I reckon each film was like a huge landmark yeah, yeah. In Massive development, you know, they were like, would never, would never sacrifice story for what they could and couldn't do. So yeah. they were always writing a new piece of software or something for each, That's cool. each film. You know, like it was Sully's hair in Monsters, and oh yeah, you know, just like yeah, Finding Nemo was the water. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, look, I don't know what this specifically was, I guess, but. I'm so hung up on this style. So like, yeah. and if you if you pause it in in heaps of different spots, just these each of these still images could be their own piece of art. Like mm. they're so beautiful, mm. and they're really sort of stark, sharp outlines. And um, 
what's that? There's that old movie from Metropolis. It's got that very yeah. Metropolis yeah, very, feel to very it. Much. Yeah, very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's um, a it's a real sort of sixties uh, architecture yeah. and you know, like Edna Mode's house and, is all like sixties oh, <laughs> modernist. And she's very beatniky. Yeah. Sort of blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's so good. But yeah. you're right, it's still quite timeless mm. in in its environment. Like there's no specific you know yeah like because it, it kind of and it kind of has that feeling uh through most of I, w- I would say the early part of the film but then there's a distinct change once the the kind of uh towards the end of the island when they come back to the mainland after being you know captive and stuff and they take the rocket after that it doesn't really have that feeling very much it loses that 1960s feeling and it's very i for me, I was like, it's felt very present date. It doesn't yeah. have that feeling anymore. Sure. So, and I, no, the reason I mentioned it is because it's like, well, it's like kind of like, because now the kids are in their superhero suits. They've got new suits. It's kind of like, to me, it has that dawning of a new age kind of feel. We're not thinking about the past anymore. Yeah. We're now focused on the future. Yeah. Like, because none of the end of the movie really has that yeah. 1960 feel. Like they're at the track meet. Everyone's new. It's all yeah, it just it, it and yeah. it's that has that new age kind of feel to it now. It's it, the new generation of superheroes kind of thing. So mm. I don't know, maybe it, yeah. I, if you guys agree or not, but that's that's what that's no, I no, actually noticed. Right. Yeah, I noticed it a long, long time ago. Like, but you're well before we were doing the podcast, I was like, oh, isn't that interesting? Mm. So, mm. um, I I love like all the characters in this, and uh, when I was watching it the other day, and. And Frenchie turns around to me after syndromes come on. So when it's when he's not, um, what's the what's he as the kid? What's his name? Bud, Incrediboy, Incrediboy, Incrediboy. <laughs> so he actually comes on the screen as syndrome, and we have a friend that's uh, <laughs> an interesting fella. Um, and she literally turned around to me and gone, Pero looks like syndrome." And I went, "Do you not remember that Halloween party say, that we went oh. to where he came as syndrome and he looked?" Exactly, exactly like syndrome. Wow. He like, grew his hair for a year. Yeah, exactly right. He went. He yeah, just went too. full on, just invested into actually doing this. And it was, he wouldn't tell us what he was doing. And then we turned up, and it was just like absolute win. So hang well on, he done. was it, it was his party. Yeah, I, we used to. There was three guys. So Waggers, who actually did is you know requested so, this film. Yep. Uh, another guy, Big Mick and Perro, you all used to live together. It was called the House of Nerd. And there awesome. have been some ridiculously legendary and just massive parties happen at this house. Yeah. Like just insane stuff, stuff that went for days. Sometimes. I love the dedication that he spent oh, the entire dedication. year growing his hair. Well, these hair. guys were pretty good at dedication. This- so Big Mick didn't shave, didn't cut his hair and yeah. do everything, didn't do anything right. to, to his manicuring Gosh. for an entire year just because we were going to a four-day carnival or for a hockey carnival as pirates <laughs> and he wanted a beard. <laughs> Oh my god! So this is dedication. But plus, but then, like this, this hell, this Halloween party every year. Oh, you went to a couple, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I went to one, yeah. but it was a big deal. Like yeah. it was the biggest deal I've ever seen. Yeah, like, it was huge. Like the, the, the dedication and, and the secrecy was... behind costumes was. <laughs> it was like. And people got upset if someone came as them as yeah. the same costume as them. What was the year where you came? There was I was three, crushed that year. There was I spent. Three... I spent four months building. 
everything for a Hellboy. Hellboy, that was it, yeah. And there were three of you, And there were three of us. Oh. And they were of varying qualities as well. Like the last bloke had just ordered stuff online. I'm like, oh, oh God, get away just, from me. Wow. And you know, my, my partner was like, yeah, but yours is great. And he did. I'm it's like, yes, so. <laughs> Didn't Nard, Nard come as Mike Wazowski? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nard came as Mike Wazowski. When that, that was the year I was year as a hitcher, yeah. Um, so uh, another thing, so Big Mick also, um, he came as the Silver Surfer one year. <laughs> And wow. literally shaved his entire body and wore, painted himself silver and basically just walked around in pretty much a G-string. This wow. <laughs> is like Speedos, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh and it, look, this party was in the middle of winter. God, that's dedication. <laughs> and, then, and then we have another guy, which is Jace, and Jace is just whole nother level. His Darth Maul he did one year was literally... Probably better than the actual Darth Maul in the movie. Damn! <laughs> oh, what a go, <laughs> man! Oh, cool. I'll show you some so photos well. later on, and we might Jeez. actually see if we can post them. I'll see. I'll ask Parra if we cool can with... stick some it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. His syndrome him. one. We'll find his syndrome, syndrome one. Syndrome, definitely. Top notch, Parra. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I remember seeing it, and it is brilliant. It is <laughs> oh, such a brilliant costume. Up. Yeah. All right. My so, Parra so is, is nowhere near as annoying as Syndrome. Most of the time, sometimes he is. So is that is that Chris Lee? Jason Lee. Jason, Jason Lee. Lee. Sorry, yeah, Jason yeah, yeah. Jason Lee yeah. from um, Banky. Yeah, Banky. Yeah. Yeah. Banky from Chasing Amy. And my name is uh, Earl. Yeah, you know, I've never seen. He's Earl from My Name Is Earl. You see, I knew him. I've always known Jason Lee from uh, Morats. Isn't, isn't he Jason? Morats. Yeah, he's in Morats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that isn't was he that Jason was... Scott Lee. Uh, I don't know. Do you know he named his son Pilot Officer Lee? Excellent. That's his son's name, Pilot. Officer Lee and I'm like wow it turns out the guy is a fucking mental case <laughs> like whoa <laughs> there you go wasn't he uh, he was a professional skateboarder before he was, was he? Yeah. really I think that was his claim to fame and then he got into movies yeah because I think his first movie was Enemy of the State and he's the courier guy that gets cleaned up on the bike oh he used to yeah. Yeah. anyway The Incredibles yeah. <laughs> so, um, so how does... great voice for a bad guy though so annoying yeah and he, yeah. Plays, it up, he plays it up he turns it up to 11 and yeah. he's really good at it. He's really menacing. Like he's, yeah. I love the stuff when, uh, when skipping further forward as we do, as we do, uh, when when Mister Incredible's stuck in the the prison thing, yeah. and he mm-hmm. grabs Mirage, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I'll I'll crush her like a toothpick. I'll yeah. crush her like a toothpick. It'll be easy." Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Do it." He's like, "Whatever, just do it." And yeah. he, it's so like. You like you watch his eyes, yeah. yeah. And he's like, "It's funny." I love it. The part that really I find that between his kind of that menacing, like the part that gets me, similar situation is when the entire family are captive, and he's walking away, and he's all like, "And when everybody's super," and then he goes full duck, and he's like, "No No one one will be." be. And I'm like, "I love that super high, straight into that low," and that's something that always stuck me. I was like, "That." That's like just like you were saying then, yeah. really very, very jarring good Bond villain esque. Very good it's Bond so, villain. Well, this yeah. is such a this is arguably the best James Bond film. Like, <laughs> it's got it's got the volcano lair. Like it's you know it's heavily <laughs> henchman homaged homaged to So name school film uh, word of the month. Homaged. Yeah. To to all the this. 60s era James Bonds like Definitely. the volcano lair and where and where something like an Austin Powers parody parodies it you know and they have the volcano lair and they sort of turn it into a joke and then the jokes about is, the henchmen and stuff as well like yeah but this like yeah does it really nicely and does yeah. it really well like I love the henchman costume I quite like to make that costume one day. Mm. Um, just that like visor, that sort of faceless yeah. 
they all kind of look the same anyway. Yeah. Same sort of build. Very Stormtrooper-esque. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but the, the banter they have, you know, there's always like some watching telly or, you know, there's there's a well, really like nice it, banter going on when with When Elastigirl them. finds where Mr. Incredible is because of the power meter, she's like, ah, and that. And he's like, huh? He's like, oh, I didn't say I didn't anything. Say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you get the vibe that they're all just dudes. Yeah. yeah. But they they look so wonderfully uniform as mm. a henchman. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really nice. Ah, um, oh, the style. Ah, oh. the help out. <laughs> Calm down, Jim. For a uh, for a Pixar film, and also for a modern day kids film, which obviously is very different to modern day kids films or to kids films of say Gremlins. Early 90s. So, uh, Gremlins is exactly where <laughs> yeah. I was going, which would not be a kids film these days. Oh. This film is okay with portraying death. Yeah. I did yeah. notice yeah. that. There's yeah. a lot of death. So in a lot of the other Pixar films where the henchmen are crashing their things and they're exploding, we'd see a scene and they'd be sort of like, you know, coughing oh. and getting up and going, oh, and Cut dizzy and stuff like that. Yeah. And things. So the point of the, the henchmen exploding plus him going through the file of all the robots and seeing that their that syndromes killed all these people, yeah. Yeah. and even seeing the skeleton of of Grazer Beam or Grazer Beam, yeah. um, sitting there, it's like, there. This is not very modern. It's not your grandpappy's Pixar <laughs> film. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It, it is your grandpappy's Pixar film because they're they're really touching on that whole death thing and it's, and, and which it's, they don't do in a lot of kids films these days like this well, and like, but it's not just syndrome like Incredibles killing people like he threw the the, the coconut cart, and he threw the cut that, that cart thing on the track at two henchmen and yeah. just flattened them with it yeah mm. yeah the one that gets me is like the coconut when he throws the coconut and it scones that guy in the head. And he falls off. And he falls. I'm yeah. like, that guy's dead. dead yeah. <laughs> he's he's dead. not alive. Mm. He's um, so dead. The the one that actually I never really thought about it as from looking at the henchman dying. It never really bothered me because I guess it's just like, oh, that's what a henchman does. He dies. But the one that got me is when uh, Edna Mode is talking about the capes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, she's yeah. like, you know, Stratton girl sucked into a jet engine. And I'm just like, these are all I'm like, I deaths. wonder if they're dying because she actually mentions someone. She actually mentions Gazer Beam who gets sucked into a vortex. But later on, we know that he's still alive. And I was thinking to myself today, I, was, I watched it today, are they, are they giving people the idea that these these superheroes are getting, yeah, they're getting like sucked into whatever because of these capes, but are they okay? Because the Gazer Beam guy gets sucked into the vortex, but we know that he's still alive. And I, I'm like, I wonder if they threw no, the fact that... that wasn't Gazer Beam. Wasn't it? No, it was someone else. But I'm sure they re they the guy, him. The, nah. the superhero that Mr. Incredible loved the look of was one of them. Diner guy. Diner was guy. Diner guy. Yeah. Oh, Diner guy had a great look. Great yeah. look. Yeah. The boots, the game. <laughs> yeah. Knuckles. <Nuckets. laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so yeah, maybe that know. was, yeah, I don't know. Because I, I was just like, I was a bit horrified. I was sucked into a jet engine. That's friggin' horrible. That's bad news. You know, he's yeah. caught on a missile. That's not so good. That was great. a great one where he turns around, he's all pleased with himself and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And his boots just kind of go good. <laughs> but I mean, even, but I suppose the whole, the whole you know, death thing is, is actually pretty 
apparent right from the beginning mm. in those scenes where Mr. Incredible's, you know, he's trying to get to his wedding night and, you know, he keeps getting interrupted by well, all these things. fucking kills a tree, doesn't he? Straight up. Oh, I was, no, no, was going to ask it. you about <laughs> it. You know, can you, can you rip it no. out and put it back? No, you cannot. <laughs> but he replants um, it. He pulls it out, shakes a cat out of it, puts it in front of the car and then when the cops down, that tree's not surviving. How many I'm t- sitting there going, oh, geez, okay, so he's killed a tree to save a cat, though. He's so conflicted, Tim. Like, but no, I guess that's okay. <laughs> so the so yes, yeah, so obviously like this, the whole idea of death is is very apparent because the guy is committing suicide, and yeah. then he saves him, and he even says he goes, "You didn't save my life, you ruined my death." Right? Yeah. So boom, from the get go, okay, this movie has death in it, so. and that's a, you know what, that's a really brave thing for them to do with that guy committing suicide because this was only a few years after nine eleven too. Like that would have been. Was it? Oh, yeah, of course. With people three, for, yeah, like, would be three years. Off the it's a pretty brave yeah. thing for them to put three in Three years after. I reckon. Yeah. So. Or one. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, was it? Ow. Sorry. I, I... Just been a jerk. Oh, was it? <laughs> oh, um, Brad can count. That's what, that's what that was. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's getting hostile at the San Diego School of Film. <laughs> so, um. Brad's not sure what's happened there. He's just like, what, what's I'm not going on? Uh, watching that introduction scene with the whole, you know, like obviously there's the, the bon, boy, bon Voyage, that guy. And then bon, there's bon Voyage. Bon Voyage. What a great. Bon yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that and, guy. and he's a French mime. He's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. There's the, there's, <laughs> he is too. Oh. The, um, the whole, like, you know, car chase, the bank robbery. Uh, so the Bon Voyage doing his thing. And then there's this guy. So I'm like, man, this town is really bad. There is a lot of yeah. crime going on in yeah. this town. Yeah. All these towns, like Metropolis, Gotham, they're all just... Really he says that at one place. point in one of the interviews. He's like, mm. oh, I just wish this town had, you know, saved itself. I just saved or, the world. I yeah. wish it would stay safe. Nah, see, this is brought up in Batman Begins. It's like, you know, you wear a mask, then you're going to get villains wearing masks. Yeah. And, you know, you're jumping from rooftops. You're yeah. going to get uh, villains yeah. that are going to... Like, you just, you just, you know... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, you get superheroes in a thing, you're going to attract criminals to try and outsmart the superheroes. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. It's mm. like, you know, you build more roads, you'll just get more cars. Yeah. Right? Am I right? Mm. Yeah. You're right, Tim. Urban sprawl. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right my, uh, mind is, um, my mind is clocking over here, but anyway. How dysfunctional is this Incredibles family? So, their yeah. There is so much sucks. yelling in this family. I could not get over it this time of just how much raised voices there were. Yeah. And just how... And the fact that... What's the last girl's real name? Helen. Helen, thank you. It's like that Helen says, at their wedding, if you want to make this work, it's like, you're at the wedding. You're at the wedding. Sure it is too this, late for this. Sure you've had this conversation already. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That obviously works out for him. Still, well, she was having doubts. She was, yeah. She, yeah. That was an element of doubt. Well, well I, here's the thing. I haven't if, seen Incredibles 2, so maybe it doesn't. I haven't yet. Either. Well, yeah, look, I haven't either. Uh, I'm very apprehensive about it because everything I've seen is it's playing pretty hard on the uh, the baby dad is a babysitter oh, role, yeah. which I'm not at all pleased with. But I haven't seen it, so what's wrong with dads being babysitters? They're not babysitters; they're parents. True. So ah. it's like it's it plays the incompetent dad, like oh I don't know, I'm just the guy that goes to work. I don't know how to do kids. Like, all right. Anyway. But sorry, I haven't sorry, seen it, sorry so. people on the other side of the on the room here. All right, 
So how many times have you been out with your boys? Now, just to clarify, hang on, the, the Timmy and I don't have kids because yes, we're sorry. young and virile and you guys are old. And, <laughs> <laughs> old and decrepit. Did, decrepit, you, know, yeah. did yeah. you know that we can just leave the house like that? Like, like that. Like that. <laughs> I could go to a movie on a school <laughs> night. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that. I wish anyway, I was you. Anyway, continue. Um, continue. How many times have you been with your boys by yourself without Nard and someone's come up and started talking to you and gone, oh, where's mummy? Yeah, they don't. They talk to the kids. Yeah. Yeah, it's gotten less, I have really? to say. Yeah, yeah I've I been getting it. Less. What do you say to that? Because I've got a great comeback and oh, I, then please I just tell walk me come away. Back. Tell me too, I just want They to... just say, where's mummy? And I just go, she's dead. And I walk away. <laughs> oh, that is... Oh, that's a, a monster. Ma- as long as no, you don't let the, the no, children because, hear that. because I guarantee you, they will never, ever, ever yeah, ask, ask that kid. person <laughs> anyone that question ever again. Wow. Yeah, and I literally, it's happened a couple of times and I've just literally just gone... She's Do people really just, approach you and yeah. ask you? Well, I'm a man. I'm not. I'm not capable yeah. of looking it after a child. Really? Yeah. So, what is so wrong is, with people? So this is random strangers, like assuming what that the your children have been abducted by some random man or something. Well, why? Is it- why is me as a male? Why would I be looking after the children? Uh, that you know, that there's a lot of people that that still doesn't. You know make what? Any there's, there's one sense. thing to think like that, but to approach someone. Yeah. So I get it. They talk. No, to it's the not kids. that they've just come up to me and just gone, "Hey, where's your mum?" Oh, <laughs> that's like that. that's it's, they're talking to the kids. That's yeah, that's what that sort I'm of picturing. Thing. Yeah, like, yeah. bro, what are you doing? And I just, it's just like, it's just, are you serious? <laughs> are you I, serious? I respond. I'm like, no, I'm parenting. Like, uh, I just, I'm uh, doing my parental fucking, duties. Yeah, like, no, yeah. I'm just, I just, uh, yeah, She's seriously, <laughs> just, and seriously, as oh I said, <laughs> they will never ask anyone that question ever again. <laughs> and uh, it's got to be cool to be kind sometimes. So, see, I haven't actually seen the preview for the second Incredibles film. I think I saw, I briefly saw it out of the corner of my eye one day, and it was, I thought the main premise of the movie was going to be around the baby and the development of his super. Of his uh, super well, the, the billboard powers. I saw the other day is that they're it's literally they're exactly the same. They're like the Simpsons. They haven't got old. Well, it takes yeah. it, apparently it goes straight after this one. Like oh, the cool. first, the oh. opening sequence is yeah. the Underminer. Ah, ah <laughs> right. So, Can we speak yeah. about the baby for a sec? What kind of power is that? Does the baby like what's well, the, uh, in trans- this one? We don't. That's kind of we say. don't know. It's kind of that's the fun of it. Lots yeah. by the way. Well, have yeah. you have you guys seen? So I don't know if. if you, any of you guys have this on DVD, but in the bonus features, there's a short, uh, like, you know, oh, Pixar yeah. short. And, and it's, it's about, about the babysitter. The baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious because, like, Jack-Jack, the baby, he's, like, floating through walls and stuff. Yeah. Like, he's, like, it's all it's You know how hilarious. you hear, you know, when Helen's calling the babysitter mm. or she's listening Listen to, to the, the messages. messages. And there's, like, 85 of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, like, oh, that's, that that's the short that's film. That's the short film. Yeah, it's cool hilarious. Of her just, like, freaking out with Jack-Jack floating through walls and stuff. Yeah, it's quite good. <laughs> doing some weird stuff right now. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one is, no, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> your, your baby has special needs. <laughs> Maybe we'll chuck it up. We'll chuck it up when we check this episode up. Yeah, we'll cool. check I'll find it on YouTube or something. Um, the other thing I, the question I had was, where's Syndrome get all his cash? He, they actually cover this. So Do he, they? Yeah, so he in, talks about... Inherently wealthy. It's when he's... No, it's when he's monologuing when Mr. Incredible first you gets him monologuing. You got me monologuing. Yeah, right. You so sly dog. Scene, <laughs> during that scene, he's actually talking about how... Um, Countries, he he develops technologies. And oh yeah, he, like sell, that. he sells weapons. Oh, yeah, that's right. he and sells he goes. Countries okay. are willing to pay through the teeth for it, and it, and that's how he, he actually says that's how I funded all this. Or yeah, okay, on. I must have missed that. But that's when and that's when he busts out his little zero point energy thing. And he goes, I saved the coolest for me. You know, like yeah, that's right. Um, um, the other thing I noticed about this is uh, Frozone. Frozone mm-hmm. is about as Samuel Jackson up as possible <laughs> without saying motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I reckon there's so many cuts where he's actually just thrown that in and gone, 
Hang oh, on. Sorry. Let's do it again. Let's do it. <laughs> it's, it's like when he's trying to find his suit and he's talking oh, his wife. I love that scene. That's so, I love that scene where he, and his wife's just going, don't think you're going to... Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> That's great. I love that scene. Have you guys ever seen the original... I, I don't know what it's specifically called, but like the original Mr. Incredible cartoon? No, oh, dude. No. It's so cringy. So it's literally from the 50s or 60s, one of the two. And I, Al, you being a specialist in animation, you might know what it's referred to, but they use still images, but then they use the mouth of a real person. Oh, right, those old, you. that old school. And it's so, <laughs> it's so, and it's got Mr. Incredible and uh, Frozone in it. Yeah, right. And it's so cringy. It's one of that, we'll chuck that up as well. If cool. I can, so when the episode goes oh, up, because that's I'll what I was going to ask is this. Is this a an, an actual original comic? Is it yeah, or is it a, yeah? No, so not. it's actually it is oh. a it's a remake from okay, a, from so an cool. animation from the and it's it's probably one of the most cringy things I've ever seen. Is it so cr- horrible? Is it as cringy as that old Batman serial from like the? 40s? Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I don't I, like, I, I, I don't know. And like the probably like his not bat as suit has like one ear that's floppy. Like yeah, ear. probably not as cringy as that. He's got that. as a desk. He's, he's got a desk in the yeah. backyard. Like here's Batman in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> probably not as cringy like as a that. Buick or something. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the day. Yeah, it's all in the middle of the day. Too. Well, I'll definitely find it when the episode goes up. I'll, I'll chuck it onto the uh, Facebook page and I'll see if I can find the short of Jack Jack uh, yep. with the babysitter, and I'll, I'll find the um, the original Mister Incredible, and it's horrible to watch. Mate, it literally makes me feel uncomfortable to watch. The, the other thing I noticed was in the insurance office that he works at, no, yeah. he's got this, there's this big cylinder that his desk is next to. It's like high voltage. Did anyone else notice that? Oh, no. No, I didn't. I always thought, I just assumed it was a pillar. Like like a, a no, it's pillar. huge. It is massive. Right. No, I've never noticed it yeah, before. It's okay. like parking, go- parking the bluesmobile. Next to the uh, transformer, oh, yeah. that gives it special powers. Yeah. Maybe it's I don't know. It's probably just to represent how I can't say I've ever worked in an office like that, but how just I don't know horrible it is to they're they're trying to give him the worst. They've got him in this tiny they little paint cubicle. it really nicely. They're yeah. trying to paint a really horrible yeah. picture of what it's like to work in yeah. the office. Maybe I don't. I don't like a caged chicken. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Weird. Yeah, I just wasn't sure. I love the boss though. The um, because that the boss of the in the insurance company, he's the guy that when we did the episode, um, Princess Bride, Princess Bride, and he's the dude that drinks the poison. Yeah, Wallace Shaw. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just love think, him. Well, he's I also just, the voice of uh, Inconceivable Rex and um, Iago yeah. Oh, yeah. from Aladdin. Yeah, no, that's um, Gilbert Godfrey. That's uh, the guy. He was in. Is it really? He I was in was, Problem was, Child. Thought that was the same person. <sighs> No. I'm pretty sure it's yeah, like Beverly sure. Hills Cop 2. I think he's in Beverly Hills Cop. He's got a small scene in that as like yeah, a car sales or something. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but um, that's the guy that plays Iago. But. That scene where he throws him through the wall is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And but, it, <laughs> you think he's just running through the one wall and then they do the pan shot in and it's like, and it's like three eight walls. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. when, when he goes to Edna's house the first time in the, in the tradition or the sense of the, the love letter to James Bond films, mm-hmm. I swear... She's walking along and pushes a couple of buttons and, and, and this thing moves out of the way. And I swear it's the the bench that Bond gets tied to with the laser. Yeah, like yeah, a big I laser. that as well, actually. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect, I expect you to you die. die. You know, that table. No, Mr. Bunt. <laughs> like, I wonder if there's, there's probably heaps of little... Um, yeah, it's just Om- those like little Om- Easter egg, <laughs> yeah, you know, references that are in there. That you know, it's really nice. It's like it's the art direction 
having some fun with what they're doing. Definitely. Like slipping. Mm-hmm. How else can we work in? So apparently the Edna is the director. Yeah. So the story goes that, because uh, I think a similar thing happened in Monsters because Roz in Monsters, Inc. is voiced by like someone a, similar. It was a dude, wasn't it? Yeah. Roz is in... Roz. Mr. Wazowski. It was one of the guys... <laughs> in the, he was doing a lot of storyboarding. I yeah, remember, maybe. From Monsters. Yeah. But in this... So, Brad Bird directed this. Um, he put down a temp track for Edna, um, which is, you know, what the animators can work off or what yeah, the... This is what I want it to look like and yeah. I can work from this. Yeah. yeah. And they got Lily Tomlin in... To right. do the voice. Who's Lily Tomlin? What's she Lily like? Tomlin is in heaps of stuff. Grace um, and Frankie, um, I Heart Huckabees. You'd probably recognize her. Sure. I reckon. Well, um, I'll look it up another time. Um, and apparently she came in and was like, what do you need me for? Like, you've already got the voice. Like, this is great. Mm. The story goes. I don't I don't know. So That's pretty but cool. But it's definitely like, Brad Bird doing the voice. If she came in and she's like, uh, what you've got is brilliant. Like, that's... Like, if that's true, that's like uber yeah. respect to an artist yeah. who wants to get the right yeah. voice rather than someone that just comes and in and gets ends their Ends up paycheck. being one of the, the better voiced characters. Oh, like, it's brilliant. Love it. One of my favorite characters absolutely, in the movie. Absolutely. I, where <laughs> I, like, voice casting is a really interesting thing because uh, there was sort of a wave there of just voicing, of, of getting famous people yeah to voice I use uh, Shark Tale as uh, this example it was a it was a Smith. movie about fish yeah but the fish is Will Smith right it's not a character that Will Smith is voicing it's Will Smith as a yeah, fish yeah and, Smith, and there are yeah. heaps of people in that like Robert De Niro's in it and it's a Robert De Niro fish like yeah. the concept was you get someone famous to do your voice and that's how you make the money Turned him into as that opposed character. To yeah, using, like, oh, come and see Robert De Niro in Fishfall. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to using voice actors, like voice actors were getting really annoyed because they weren't getting work yeah. that they were trained for and good at. Mm. And and the way I always think about it is when you're watching, is who are you thinking about? And like, so, so every time I watch this, and it's the same with most of the Pixar films, you're not thinking about... Holly Hunter, like that's that yep. character. Helen is fully formed. Yeah. I'm not going. Oh, that's Holly Hunter. It's, She's doing yeah, a really good job. Yeah, and Mr. same with Craig. Is yeah, same Mr. with Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. And this is the problem that Interstellar had with Matt Damon. Agreed. Like they reveal Matt Damon, and for the rest of the time, you're like, that's like Matt that's Damon. Matt Damon. That's yeah. not Doctor Man. That's Matt Damon. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because Doctor Man's been such a mystery. Exactly. Like, and then and all then of a sudden, like, it's, oh, just, it's oh, Matt, it's Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like, yeah. you know, like Tim Allen and Tom Hanks do a really good job in Toy Story um, and they get better as well because uh, um, you don't know, like the, the people in Up are practically no names, I think. Yeah. That, see, that's good. Wally's got, you know, Wally doesn't have a, a voice really. Well, because um, going along with what you're saying is that I find myself very lucky in that idea because I've never, ever put any thought into who the actual actors are, the voice actors doing mm. these movies. I've never thought about it. I've always been like, like, I've probably heard whoever does, I don't even know who does Mr. Incredible, but I've probably seen him in, mm. you know, dozens of films, but I've never made that association. To me, that Have you voice. Seen Blades of Glory? Yeah. He's, he's their the coach. trainer. He's the coach. Oh. Like so, he's, See, no, he's a bit. He, I don't, don't want to know. Mr. Incredible and him, like they don't even match 
to look at because he's yeah. like he's a little bit older and Mr. Incre- well and a lot older than Mr. Incredible's supposed to be anyway yeah. so doing the voice but it's like so it's that's a it. brilliant yeah. voice. I have no it's interest in knowing who's actually doing a voice and mm-hmm. same with I don't know who does you, you said the name was it Jane Long or who does the voice for Helen Holly Hunter Holly Hunter see I'm sure I know the name Holly Hunter I've probably seen her in dozens of films as well but I don't want to associate that yes, I love have. knowing yeah. I have, yes, but I don't know who it is, so I don't even like mention what movie. Well, it's like uh, what is it, the B movie with Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just that's just Jerry Seinfeld. It's, just, it's, it's a Jerry Seinfeld movie. Same with Ants. DreamWorks. What about DreamWorks? Um, yeah. We're very good at it. But what about sort of like so you get your Aladdin, where you it's obviously Robin Williams. Ooh, yeah, yeah but see Aladdin's. Nobody. But I, like, but I would also say that Robin see, Williams was definitely like cast specifically for that. Yeah, and you can totally tell. And what about Mufasa? Nah, I wouldn't have. Yeah, no. Hey, this is one of the most recognizable voices in the world. Totally. Yeah, but it, it, <laughs> for it, me it, as a kid, I didn't really make the association no, with the character strong enough. As an adult now, yeah, hell yeah. But I liked him as a, as a bad guy because I was like, man, the guy's he's got a bad guy voice for Mufasa in Lion King. I'm like, that's a bad guy voice there. Like, but he's uh, for, no, sorry, not for Mufasa. For um, I was thinking of Scar. Sorry, yeah, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Twenty-one James out of forty-two. Yeah, Joe, James Earl Jones. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. And but there, well, there you go. He's Darth Vader. There's a good bad guy voice. Mm. Same voice. But you know, we also know James Earl Jones from his voice yeah. um, casting and also him as acting. You yeah. deliberately had, uh, disobeyed me. Julie Louis Dreyfus <laughs> and Bugs Life. Mm-hmm. Which I Dave Foley. Yeah. Not huge names. I mean, I guess Julia Louis-Dreyfus was, but... At the time, she yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, so I yeah, suppose... She, was, she wasn't very incredible. big. She wasn't a very important show. No, not didn't, really. Didn't no. make billions didn't make of dollars out of it. all the money. No. <laughs> yeah, so for The Incredibles, like, I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure that I would know plenty of the actors that do the mm. voices, but I just don't associate it. To me, I mean, these are the characters. Yeah, right. Well, that's like, good. And it's it's really yeah. good. I actually really like it. Like, I mean, obviously, like, you know, one of my favorite films is Cars. Obviously, I know that it's... Uh, See, I go the opposite. Wow. I watch these wow. animated films. Wow. And, wow. <laughs> wow. And if I don't know who they are, I'll sit there and I'll, I'll it'll bug me. Yeah. And yeah. I'll and, I'll, and I'll try and work out who it is, try and work out who it is. And then if I can't do it, then it's straight to IMDb. And it's really? Like, oh, that guy. Oh, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, awesome. yeah. But see, that's, that, that's where the casting misses the gap for me. Like, I want to be able to sit there and go, this is the character and not... Like, you either need someone huge, or I don't know, it's just that they're not doing a good enough job. If it's if you spend the time thinking about who they are, the film's not doing its job. Here's a question. Uh, in, no, it's just more me being, just having to know. Yeah. Emperor's New Groove, right, with yeah. Krog, yeah? Would you, because I pictured Party a lot with that. Yeah. But... Uh, squeaker, squeaker, squeaker. Yeah, but it's still a very, like, I, it doesn't detract from the character for me. Yeah, sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's fine. Like I can still hear I can still hear Holly Hunter and but I'm not going focused on it. You're not yeah, focused on Yeah, I'm not going up. Oh, Holly Hunter's doing a great job here. Yeah, righto. As opposed to like yeah, here he goes. Ho- you, you, oh, I thought you were gonna go to the Daniel Day Lewis in Gangs <laughs> of New York again. I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> no, I was gonna talk about Holly Hunter in um uh Batman Superman, where she's the like um congresswoman. You know, Granny's peach tea, yeah. and it's just like poor writing. And you're spending the time going, "Oh, Holly Hunter's doing a good job. She's keeping <laughs> this together." Um, yeah, do you know what I mean? Does yeah, that make sense? I think so. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, we sorted that out. I like they talk about 
you know, they talk about the bad guys monologuing, like they they emphasize this trope in cinema of, of bad guys just they've got them tied up. You know, they talk about it in um, Austin Powers. He's like, why don't we just get a gun and shoot him? Why do we have to go through this elaborate plan? We've talked about gonna this. I've got a gun John- in my room yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about this with John Wick as well, though. Like, there's even the point where they've actually got him tied to a chair. It's like, this is the point where we can actually kill the boogeyman. It's not... Yeah, sa- <laughs> yeah but it's not satisfying enough for a psycho. Yeah, but what I like about this film is they they emphasize that this is a thing you know they there's several times like monologuing is a thing in this yeah. universe because mm. to the fact where they're talking about it in the car he's like he starts monologuing but and, when, they, and they laugh what yeah, yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. but then do? but even syndrome's like you got me monologuing yeah, like yeah. it's a thing in this universe right <laughs> but then to, to the way we get fed the plan there's no dialogue at all it's all him watching that screen or with the images. To me, that's a monologue anyway. Yeah, it is, but it's not... Because who would have that? But it's not the yeah, traditional... That's what I was thinking. I that's was... what I'm saying, though. It's not that traditional, like, yeah. the bad guy's got the good guy, and he's going to explain the whole plan. Because whenever you don't have a monologue, the guy always stumbles across a file that has the whole, has plan, the whole plan from start to finish. Well, here's a theory for you, right? So, all right, he stumbles across this, let's call it a PowerPoint presentation, yeah, yeah. about what's going to happen. I was thinking to myself, where do all these henchmen come from? Like, how? Do, what's the... You know, how do you hire someone with the premise of... So, what we're doing is we're planning to send this robot... Oh, the sales package. The sales package, right? Yeah, we're planning to send this robot. <laughs> we're going to kill a few people. Then we're going to pretend to you know be heroes, blah, blah. Like, how do you sell that to someone? So, it's like Syndrome has come up with a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> that he shows all the new recruits. He's like, okay, guys, let's go through the slides. Here's what we're going to do. I'll hit play. So, as you can see, yep, we're going to put the thing in the rocket. The rocket goes over there, blah, blah, blah. So maybe he just happened to leave his PowerPoint open. Mr. Imp- Mr. Incredible comes along, hits play on the sales pitch PowerPoint presentation, <laughs> and goes, "Ooh, that's what's going to happen. Maybe that's a maybe that's an option. Maybe no? I don't know. It's just I do enjoy like the grandiose hall that he's in, like on this massive screen. Oh, it's so good. And he's on the end of this platform. Like it's so impractical, but it's so very like '60s James Bond." Yeah. Like, I remember the first time I saw Goldfinger. No, not Goldfinger. Uh, you Only Live Twice, mm. which is the one that, like, I'm watching this knowing all these other references. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the film that it all comes from. It's like the volcano yeah. hideout and the henchmen. And, you know, it's like a lot of what uh, you only move twice. Only Simpsons, no, oh, yeah, only the move- Simpsons oh, yeah. episode is, oh, is based yes. on mm. and Scorpio and... And all these oh, references yeah, that you yeah. know about <laughs> from James Bond movies mm. almost exclusively come from these one or two yeah. films at the start. Mm-hmm. And so, to ha- like, I like this impractical room that he's in and they're using that as this love letter to Bond. Yeah. You know, and this design of the black, those black balls. Well, I thought that was a brilliant system. That was system. awesome. Was so good. I'm like, what a great system. Like, if it was real. Because... <laughs> I was never a fan of the monologuing until I saw Mad Love, Batman's Mad Love. Mm-hmm. And where, you know, the Joker is so invested in killing Batman in the right way yeah. to satisfy himself yeah. that he won't settle for just shooting just Batman shooting in the face. It's not enough. Ooh. And I think that it's a, it's like a, it, it ties into the fact that, the you know, to be a, a, a mastermind you know, bad guy is you've got to have this kind of 
psychopathic um, tendency to what's the word I'm looking for? Um, George. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the it wasn't it. George. <laughs> okay. It wasn't George. Sorry. But um Pelican. It's uh, no. oh, fuck you, Brad. What are you <laughs> and it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. But yeah, I just I just cuz then you see it, you're like they have put so much time and effort into this plan. They want to tell someone about it. Yeah. And they want yeah. to tell the guy that they're about to get. Yeah. yeah. So it makes perfect sense In- even though they are annoying and they've all. invested a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um hmm. Not it was good. good. I liked. I liked that. That even though monologue, I could, I could have thrown Pelican in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though monologuing is a thing, we see the plan completely visually. Yeah. Like it's not someone just explaining it. Yeah, it's all discovered without any dialogue at all. Mm. That was my point. It was good. Carry on. Very nice point. Thank Al. you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, they and the uh, style is really good. Did I mention that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might have gone oh, a couple of times. They portray emotion really well in this film as well. So the complete and utter, just dead inside that Mr. Incredible feels when he thinks that his family's dead. Oh, and, yeah. And he's just gone. And then later on in that bit where he's trying to stop uh, Elastigirl doing something and she keeps saying, why are you doing this? Why are you, why are you trying to stop me? Because I can't lose you again. And, and exactly right. And you sit there and you go, oh. Yeah, there's okay. a few heavy moments in right there. The, yeah, yeah. Right in the field. <laughs> exactly right. And even to the point where you can see the emotion on the characters there. Like yeah. she she realizes, she, she sits there and she goes, Okay. Right. All right. That's not going to happen. We need to work as a team. Yeah. And it's like, but that whole scene is like, wow. Well, it's when, <laughs> it's when Mr. Incredible goes like full dark is, is not the one where he's going to crush uh, Mirage like a toothpick is like, when like she, <laughs> it's when, it's when she releases him and he's like, what more could you take from me? Yeah. He's yeah. holding her up. And it's like, and it's like, man, that guy's scary. He's I, not, I mean, he's Mr. Incredible, but he's always been so bubbly and cheery. But you see him in that moment where he's like, what more could you take from me? And you're just like, damn, man, that guy's... Yeah, and then it's like, she's like, he's oh. He's literally on, the, on edge right now. Yeah, like, she's yeah. like, oh, they survived the crash. He's like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, yeah, but she still tried to kill well, him. Well, actually, no, like, so I... I get, yeah, I get that. He kind, he does kind of look away from the fact that, yeah, it's because she's like, it's that whole like, oh, what you've done one good thing, so you know all that bad shit that you've done. No, it's just it, it was by virtue of the fact that Elastigirl Helen was awesome that they did survive the crash. Not, yeah, it's not like they missed or, or deliberately missed or anything. Like, yeah. It's not like she jumped in there to make the missiles miss. Yeah, it's like the the missiles still hit, but yeah. Um, speaking of like the emotion, there is that the the moment when when she tells him that the family's alive and he's like so dark and I was I took note of it this time watching it and he gets this little smile and I was just like imagine how that would feel like imagine how that feeling of like you know you think you, your family's just been wiped out and then you find out they're alive and he gets this smile and he just kind of comes back and I'm just like I was like thinking to myself how would that feel that'd be such a rush of relief and like I, I, I don't know I've never been in a situation like that but It'd be pretty overwhelming, I think. Mm. But yeah, just going along with what you were saying with the emotion, there is a lot of emotion in this movie. So, But I suppose that's the hero's journey, kind of well, the old, the old story. of the, yeah. so. this is, And I think that uh, we're getting back to what we were saying at the start is that the the Pixar guys have, have really gone to a whole new level with this one, yeah. with the characters, the storyline, the, how they're going to portray things, what they're going to include that they probably wouldn't have in like your... In, in other Pixar films. So, yeah. you know, and I don't know, maybe it was aimed at a slightly older. I don't know, but oh, it's weird. It's 
it's not offensive and it's not scary in the way that they do things at the yeah. same time. It's I won't say it's educational. Uh, but if you if you kind of peel back the curtains on certain things, it can be a bit confronting for maybe a younger audience. Yeah, but, but I don't know. See, that's where I have a lot of issues with this. It's like death is part of life. And Absolutely. Death is part of like your normal living. And if you can't cope with it, then you're going to fall apart when it happens. You And as much yeah. as it's, it's a terrible thing, and I understand that there's also age levels where you need to start introducing things, but huh. younger kids probably have a better, better ability to cope with losing someone and something than older people. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, it's weird. And a lot of people that I've, I know have, have got issues with showing their kids a Lion King because of the way that Mufasa dies and things like that. Huh. And it's just, well, how am I supposed to explain that to my kids? And it's like, well, it's like, well you explain He it. dies. Well, well, you know, I, I, this was this is what I, one of the things I love about um, the end of Kill Bill 2 uh, when Bill's talking about uh, his daughter. I know that's, this seems like a big jump from The Incredibles to Kill Bill 2, but Bill's talking about how the daughter is like, you know, Ellie had her first experience of life and death today. She stomped on her goldfish and, and you know, like the fish yeah. dies. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And I guess, you know, what you're saying is we're, we're feathering young kids too much to these days yeah. to just... Like I had a friend years ago that was a teacher and she had to stop teaching war history in class because there was one kid in the class that was like, couldn't handle the fact about that people were dying. <laughs> it's like... Tough shit. That's like West. That's very this much. This is like real. Western culture. Um, yeah. This is not. Uh, this is not made privilege. up. This is not a story. I'm not glorifying yeah. this. This is history. Deal with it. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I, I'm not like well, that. I'm not. The Incredibles has certainly taken a no, dark it, and ominous twist. But here. the thing <laughs> is, there would have been kids and that have been cotton wool dish. Yeah. That would have maybe had issues with this I don't know it's, it's, yeah. it's I, true I know it's, nah you're right though because I, I talk myself out of it at the same time look, just to go, maybe oh, it's a generational yeah, thing if know. you watched the never ending story and you oh, saw Artax oh, oh, I was you literally know about it. to say that perfect perfect we can't example. talk about that because I will tear up let's see you know, every, every time yeah. that's on TV I always turn it over and it's the Swamp of Sadness and every time I know someone that still to this day is she's only like two years younger than me maybe three years younger than me still has not watched it from when she saw it as a kid she ran out of the scene I that scene wow. and has not watched it past that and will not so refuses to watch it when because I of saw it it was at after school care at Hawthorne West <laughs> <laughs> and wait, I haven't seen watch, it since you guys watched since. arachnophobia or something as yes. well yes like, I think we've we seen it some, before we've, we've talked about that before yeah. We, yeah I I refused I sat on the edge of my bed refusing to put my feet in the doona because of that first scene of the spider Spiders, yeah. crawling up that bed in the oh god and yeah but you know like you get, wow. you get over it eventually. <laughs> so you, but you haven't seen it since. Uh, I've uh, seen arachnophobia since. No, no, no. I never ending story. Never ending story. I haven't. No. I went. I went Ex- back. It was on except for snippets here and there. You know, someone's going to choose it one day. Well, I'll watch it. Be, oh. But um, but yeah, it's it's fucking devastating. It is. <laughs> it is. So no, I agree. I, so I went back when, absolutely when it first came up back on Netflix. I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and You're do this. Do it. Yeah. And the wolf, Jesus a lot Christ. of it, yeah, a lot of it's full on anyway, yeah. Um, and a lot of it's a bit hit and miss as well. But mm. man, that scene is just so many it's people heartbreaking. Know, yeah, like, so many people I know are still affected. By yeah, it. and I went to tears. Yeah, like you know, it was a couple of months ago now, and I just like, and I, I have trouble talking about. It. Like I'm getting you're a little getting misty so, right now. Like I have trouble talking about. It so what you're so, saying such is strong impact. That was that was so that would be a perfect example of over the top was that too much you would say that that no I don't think take, so take I think that's a really good 
uh, introduction to life and death way of doing it. Like because it's not the thing. The thing I like. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a rush to show my kids Incredibles, mm-hmm. uh, and it's because of the the violence. Basically, like it's a sure. It's all cartoony and stuff, but it's still like There's lots of guns. It's and it's conflict. And, yeah, you know that could be resolved differently, but that's for me, and that's fine. Uh, whereas the the swamp of sadness is it's it's learning about death in a completely different way. Yeah. It's not someone getting killed; it's someone dying. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's really strong and really powerful. It's, I won't be like, you know, like you've got to show it in the context of the film. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it, the hopelessness of that scene in, uh, in Never Ending Story. Well, it triggers is, grief as opposed gr- to... Grief, yeah. exactly right. That's, it triggers yeah. grief instead of like the, the... Like, it doesn't... Like, The Incredibles is just henchmen blowing up and it's, yeah. it's not it, glorifying it, it, death, uh, but it's... Yeah. it's it's It glorifies it's just like death. It's just like death. Yeah, it's yeah. just death. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Swamp of Sadness is like impactful, like it triggers grief. Well, this, it's kind of yeah. like what I was saying earlier about when you, I saw the henchman die and I was like, ah, whatever, you know, it like, didn't bother me at all because I'm like, that's what henchmen do. They die. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of messed up now that I think about it. But, you know, what did affect me was when the good guys were dying, you know, the capes getting caught in the vortexes. But that's dealt with so me. lightly. It is. Yeah. It's a, it's a comedic moment. Absolutely. But even like, no capes. But even back then, I remember watching this for the first time uh, and not that I was a kid, but I was still fairly young. And I was like, um, I remember back then that bothered me. I remember that, the, oh, these people are dying and that kind of bothered me. But the the henchman getting killed didn't. And Mr. Incredible like, essentially throwing a coconut and knocking a dude out you know, and falling to Off his death. Ledge, yeah. yeah, I'm like, Haha, that was great. You know, like it, it glorifies that side of the violence. So, I mean, there's probably, you could probably argue about it all day, you know, about the violence and stuff, but... I am unfortunately going to have to leave. Okay. Oh, um, just something just come up. Dun, dun, dun. Nothing drastic, but yep. uh, but I'm going to have to go. Okay. I'm really sorry. Sure. Um, I give this 110. 110. Radio. Good to see you, Brad. <laughs> I tell you what, Al. Do you just want to? I'm going to pause. Just put a note to that you'll have to. And we're back. I really love how uh, in control Helen is as soon as she's in the jet plane. Yeah. Like the language she uses apparently is like spot on. Indian golf, Nana, Echo, oh, Echo, yeah. Traveling in the Blind. Yeah, yeah it's like, like it's all really that cool. apparently is like super accurate. Yeah. Um, but from that point, like the the rockets come, the missiles come and she's like, I know I told you to do this, but now you got to do this. And like she's... The whole time, she's like totally in control. I love yeah. it. It's so good. Can you click your um, logical Oh, you better believe I can. It's time for logical Jim. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, because you probably know. Can you maneuver a jet like that the way she does? Like, you can. Really? Because yeah. it, oh, like, it seems a lot more towards a jumbo than 
towards the other end. Like no, a I would I would compare the jet that she's flying to like a Le- what's referred to as a Lear jet. Yeah. So it's a small like twin twin engine jet where the engines are on the on the back. It's so kind of like the private jets. The, all yeah, like, the yeah, fancy yeah. private jets. Um, they're not specifically designed to be moved, maneuvered like that. But you could do it. Uh, but you could do it. Now, I would. The, there's a couple of things that I go. Ah, oh, the reason I think this is not a commercial plane. Like as in a commercial passenger plane, it's got those is flares that in it. it's got the flares, it's got the radar that shows the missiles tracking. I'm like, okay, this is a military jet. Yeah, yeah. It's probably not specifically designed for warfare, but it's certainly ready equipped. to. It's capable. equipped. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like, it's. I would say, I don't know. They don't really mention the friend Snog. That's the guy yeah, she calls. I feel like that's a a backstory that was cut. Quite possibly, yeah, yeah. So. Um, There's definitely more to that story, you know, like... Yeah. Um, and Syndrome actually says there's a gov- we're tracking a government government plane. He does, doesn't uh, he? Yeah, like a government so, plane's trying to get clearance to land. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So um, it's not like it's... Yeah, I don't think it's a... But uh, I've heard stories like, uh, you know, in, in my little aviation uh, investigations, if you will, that like, you know, stories of jumbo jets in extreme situations, you know, fully banking 90 degrees, uh, obviously not manoeuvring as fast as the one does in... The Incredibles, but yeah, like if you you can do it in well, a Cessna, like in you want to throw it around, you can throw it around. It was like in that movie, um, Flight with um, oh, Denzel, Denzel Washington, and he flies it upside he, down, he, he or flies something, inverted, it? yeah. I don't, I don't know about that inverted. One. inverted, yeah. I did push. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I knew, like I, as soon as I said that, I don't think I looked at you any quicker. Because <laughs> no, yeah. I knew it was coming. Like he's so, gonna, he's gonna pick up on this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you could, you could give it a red hot crack. It all comes down to whether the tolerance of the plane would actually think. A lot of jumbo jets have gone down because of a thing called rudder hardover, which is where you use the rudder with like the big, the big vertical uh, stabilizer, and if you go. If you start, that's controlled with your feet. If you start jerking that left and right with your feet, um, then you can actually tear the tail off the plane. So that just cool. gives, yeah. So pilots are instructed not to do a thing called rudder hard over too quickly. Uh, Jeez, okay. Yeah. So it, yeah. Anyway, awesome. um, um, I recommend visiting a website called PixarTheory.com. Oh uh, yeah. Ooh. And it's spectacular. It's basically it. It's very well set up since the last time I was here, but. It basically uh, throws forward a theory that the Pixar universe is all connected. All these like films, the one universe. Yeah, Toy yeah. Story, Finding Nemo, and there's a timeline to it. Wow. Uh, that connects all the way back to Brave. I think Brave is the first one. Wow. Um, all the way through, and I think Monsters is the last I thought, one. I always in the thought timeline. Toy Story was the first one. No, no, no. Sorry, no, like not chronologically in... released, but in this timeline, ah, yeah, right, 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 yeah, yeah. Brave is because it's set in yeah. you know ancient Scotland, uh, and Monsters is actually set in the future, and they uh, the doors are not dimensional portals, but it's time travel. Ah, oh, okay. Um, yeah, check it out. Look, I won't go into it because it's a big, long theory. Uh, Incredibles has its place, and it's to do with the zero point energy. Uh, and it basically leads on to toys gaining sentient huh. uh, sentience yeah, from wow. the from the robots eliminating their threats and all that sort of Jeez. stuff. So, wow! Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like this, it's this deep dive into this joined world because there's a a picture of Sully. the The overarching theory is that the witch from Brave is Boo from Monsters, and she's trying to get back to 
find Sully again. There's carvings wow. of Sully in her in her house and all this. It's spectacular. It's yeah. one of the, like all right. it's one of the sort of the tightest fan theories. I love it. It's really good. Awesome. Uh, check it out. Is it tighter than my Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? It's, it's only a little <laughs> bit tighter. There, well, there's another um, really big theory, and again, I'm not going to get into the details of it because I discovered discovered it for through a YouTuber called the Theorizer. This guy literally all he does is create theories. Uh, for movies and stuff and he came up with this really amazing theory about how buddy or syndrome you know, is actually a child of mr incredibles oh nice yeah because they actually you look at it and they look really similar yeah. and there's all this stuff i won't get into it because i'll just make an absolute hash of it but when the episode goes up i might chuck the uh the theorizer uh theory up there it's, it's, it's pretty wild busy time it will be yeah <laughs> well are we getting on? I think we're getting oh, on. I think we're getting on a bit. Well, um, <laughs> let's just we'll move on to what is my favourite segment. Oh, absolutely. And it is podcasting, podcasting a wider net. net. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got some bad news for you this week, Timmy. Uh, I had some dramas watching this film last night. Well, one of my little ones is sick. Uh, and then my iPad ran out of batteries. I was shifting locations. So I, I haven't had the time to, to look into it as thoroughly as, thoroughly as I like to. Ooh. Conveniently... Uh, Incredibles 2 as we've mentioned came out a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, so there is an absolute plethora of people going back and talking Incredibles as well yeah. as talking about the new one talking about both together so I'm sorry I haven't done the legwork for you this week but there is heaps out there delve mm. in jump into the gigantic swimming pool that is the podcast society, yeah. and you will definitely find something you like. Nice, cool. Um, no, that's. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I think still, that's a pretty good description. Still a pretty good segment. So, yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm quite over that. Um, well, ratings. So we'll get on to ratings. Um, Brad uh, having to leave, so he's given it 110. percent Now, I think we should, uh, we should definitely go- explain to people how the rating system works. We should, um, and then what we'll do is we'll go to our listener um, Andrew, who's should have given. I think he's given us a rating. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, yeah, we rate against Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Bill and Ted's gets 100 um, percent on the San Dimas scale, um, so we can rate in accordance with with that in terms of whether we think it's any better or worse. So you could the, give a movie 150 percent. You, you could. Wanted. You could. You could. You might. You might. You might. So has Andrew <laughs> has Andrew given us anything? Yes, uh, I've got some feedback from Andrew here. He said. Uh, no sandwiches. He went old school sandwiches. Oh, that's old school. Yeah, wow. No sandwiches. Oh, I haven't heard that term in a long time. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he gave it 115%. Uh, he, also, he said, awesome fun movie, uh, and you guys don't have enough animated stuff inflicted on you. Uh, easily the best superhero movie in the pre-Marvel era, which is oh. an interesting tip, uh, and some people still prefer it. Although possible exception of the Nolan Batman movies, mm. <laughs> let's call it the most fun superhero movie. <laughs> so yeah, he really dug nice. it. Nice. Hundred. What did I say? Hundred and fifteen. Cool. Um, yeah. I Thanks, think I, I'd rate this over Marvel movies. I yeah. I, I'm not a huge Marvel fan, yeah. so yeah. it's okay. Yeah, it's interesting. I think as a standalone, like the the I've said it several times on the show that what Marvel have achieved with their cinematic universe is yeah. spectacular. Um, but yeah, it's a solid like. Well, now it's not a, a single, a singular film, but yeah. um, it's a. They build the world up so quickly and so strongly that you're straight into it, and it's you know it's yeah. captivating. It is, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I look, I'll go. Um, this is actually. I'm pretty sure there's been two movies in my life that I've actually watched all the way through 
and instantly gone straight back to the start and watched it again. The first one was Cars. I actually, I love the movie Cars and I went straight back to the start and I watched it two times in a row and I actually believe that this might have been the other film. I can't actually remember what the second film was but I think this might have been it. So I rate this movie pretty high. I would probably give this up in the 180% mark. Whoa. Yeah, it's up there. I love this movie. Damn. Love it. Damn. (laughs) So 180% definitely easy. I almost think it's almost twice as good as Bill and Ted's. So oh, there you go. Wow, yeah. And, uh, That's did you have you rated to me? No, not yet. Not yet. No, I haven't. <laughs> I'm kicking it off with Could. a challenge. You know, like it's up there. So, um, jeez, oh, this is a tough one oh, against geez. Bill and Ted for me. Yes, isn't <laughs> I don't know why. It just is. It just feels. It's hard to compare the two. It is, but I haven't had trouble. As I don't feel I've had this much it's, conflict. But it's what we do here. Yes. <laughs> we <laughs> tackle the real issues here. You know, the, the the problem with a flawless system is it makes you really think about... <laughs> it does. What are you going to do? Um, <laughs> look, I think I would give this over 100. So, But I don't think I'd give it much. I might give it maybe 102, I think. Yeah. I think, you know, I... I don't know. Like, it, this is... It's on the same kind of easeability, easy. Is that not even a word? Easeability. It is now. <laughs> easeability of the watch, um, but I like. I love. I think the the incredible theme song is awesome. It's great, isn't and it? It's such and it's a really solid soundtrack. We didn't even talk about that. But it comes in at really, really good moments. Like it's it's well, it's not oversaturated through the film. It comes in at really poignant moments, which were very impactful. Yeah, and I just think that I love just... I think the animation's great, and I just think the... Just the whole story, and yeah, as we've talked about characters and everything, like I think mm. the depth of them um, is brilliant. So, yeah, look, I think I'd still... I'd give it over the 100, but barely. Um, nice. I reckon I'd, I'd very much enjoy watching this and Bill and Ted in the same night. Yeah, look, exactly what you said. Like, it's... I've, I've been sitting, you know, I think about it beforehand. I did give it a rating, and I often change it before it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> and I'm listening to you. I'm like, I still don't know what I would give this. Like, mm. you're right. It's and I think I've got to like pin it pretty much exactly the same. Like, maybe I'll go. Yeah, I don't know. I think I might sit at 99. Oh no, I don't know. That's no, so good. <laughs> Stop, like, it, yeah, 99 doesn't great. feel like enough, does it? No, but I don't want to go. Yeah, Ooh, first time, really, really conflicted. Look, I'll say, I I do really like this. I'll say 104. Like you, it's you, you seem to top me just by a couple of points. Do I? Well, you know, I don't want to be under. You're like that guy in bloody what a price is price right. Price is right. Always goes one, one dollar. One dollar and three. <laughs> well, I'll go sixty-seven thousand and two. Do you know what? Oh, I, you know I what? Actually... I'll, sit, I'll sit. bang on a hundred. There right. you go. How about that? 100. Like I cannot. I cannot decide. So I'm going to sit bang on a hundred. Yeah. Flawless system. Flawless. Nice. Flawless. Yeah. See, we even have a fallback for when you're conflicted. Yep. 100%. Yep. It works. 100%. Flawless. Yeah, a lot of people have had doubts in our system recently. San Dimas scale is truly it's a magnificent genius. thing. Yeah. It is the thing that will bring the planets in alignment. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Even the dirt will be clean. Yeah. Well, um, Al, where could you where could you get in touch with us? before? We uh, look, you can, uh, you can give us a Googs, give us a search on all your favourite podcatchers. Uh, we're still working on Spotify. We haven't nailed that one yet. So if you're a Spotify potter, then we're working on it. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Gmail at sandemisfilm.com. Uh, yeah. Sandemisfilm at gmail.com. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, 
yeah, just search us uh, and you'll find us. We'd love a listener request. Mm. Uh, so, uh, do yeah. we do we have any other listener requests in the pipeline? Yeah, we could go. I there. think I think well, look, I'm happy to hold off. I I no, no, you just would seemed love so to, excited. You just seemed really excited. I, I, I'm happy to make you guys suffer, uh, you know, for a couple of more episodes or for another episode at least before we get to my incredibly cringy film. Mm. What do we do? Oh, oh this, is, this has never happened to us before. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, th- I think we... I th- I'm good to go okay, with a listener request. Us. No, no, tell us. Oh, you want us. it? Yeah, you want my we movie? Want well, look, it's probably not that cringy, but it's it's something that we've brought up a few times in the past. And look, let's face facts, it is pretty damn cringy. Um, maybe because I know Brad's going to hate it. We're going to do the first... Fast and Furious. Fast and the Furious. Oh. <laughs> yes. Point break it is. Point break it is, yeah. So just the first one. We're not just going to sit through all 19 movies or however many there's. We're just going to do the first one and uh, and leave it at that. So don't ask me what year it is. It's uh, old school, but yeah, let's do that one. 2000 and... Look, all I know is that they're stealing VCRs out of the back of those trucks. VCRs and DVD players. So if that's an indication on what they're... Uh, yeah. It's old. All right. All right. Cool. So Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious it is. Well, thanks for that, Jules, I suppose. No worries. Um, <laughs> and we'll see you next episode. Rock awesome. on, guys. Catch. Cool. Cool. <laughs>